Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Tree Service Marketing Profits Podcast. We got a very special guest on today. If you're watching this as a replay uh, and you're on the YouTube channel, go ahead and like and subscribe to our channel. We're coming up with more expert interviews in the future and also various marketing topics to help uh, generate uh, more leads for your business, get your phone ringing uh, and things like that. But we wanted to talk today to Angela Wilson from Arbor Conscious Tree Service. Hello, Angela. Hi. And she is, uh, they're down in Florida. They, they started their business, her and her husband, Angela and Tim Wilson. And they've got a, a company, Arbor Conscious Tree Service, they started. And they want to share their story, kind of how they got started, how they grew the business, where they're at today, and where they're looking to go in the future. So, Angela, how's it going? And uh, are you guys busy? I'm, I'm assuming you guys have got work going on today, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's just me today. Tim is on a job site um, in, here in Gainesville, Florida. Awesome. Well, good. It's probably sunny down there. We're getting some, I'm up here north of Atlanta, <clears throat> excuse me, in Alpharetta, Georgia. So it's probably like in the sixties now. Uh, so starting to kind of get down there, the leaves are falling, looking pretty around here with the trees and everything. Um, so I'm sure you guys get some of the maybe fall, but not much. It stays pretty warm probably, huh? <laughs> yeah, it stays really warm. Exactly. Well, awesome. Let's get started. Like, um, I know you guys kind of or more of a recently started business, maybe a couple of years or whatever. Uh, what were you guys doing before that? And, and how did you start? What kind of gave you the, the the capacity to get started? Like, how did you go about starting the company? So uh, my husband and I moved here to Gainesville, Florida from Anchorage, Alaska in 2017. And I moved down here to work for a forestry laboratory and he moved down with me. And mm -hmm. the first job that he got was with a, as a groundy for um, iron root tree service. Mm -hmm. And he took to it like that, like the, the knots were really easy for him to learn and the working outside was something he enjoyed. He likes being in the heat. He, he thrives in it. Well, coming from Alaska. Yeah. That's a big change with climate. Probably, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm born and raised from Anchorage, so I don't do well with heat, but he's from the South. And so it was like a fish in water. He just like, took to it really easily but as a groundy you can only make so much money and he sure. does not have a fear of heights so it it didn't take long for the owner of iron root to see his potential as a climber and get him in a saddle and get him in a tree so my husband started doing contract climbing for other tree services and pulled me into it because I have a scientific background and I have an environmental background. I love trees and I wanted to work with him every day. So this was an opportunity for us to work together and to do something that we both care about. That's awesome. So he kind of, you know, started at the ground level, right? Started doing some work on as a groundsman and then kind of became a climber because his fear heights didn't get in the way and probably wanted to move up a little bit within that company too. And, and you said the owner kind of saw the opportunity in him too, like he was going to be good at it and all that. So that's awesome. So you guys grew kind of learning the trade, learning the business. And then take me through like what you guys were talking about, like, okay, we want to start our own business here. Like, how did that look? Did you guys have to go out and get some trucks, get some equipment before you started? Or was that kind of after you started doing some jobs or how did that work? Well, it started as a contract climber. As a contract climber, he began to grow like his own business because then he became like a 1099 sub. Mm -hmm. And then it was, okay, so now you're doing this for others. Why don't you do it for yourself? Because you, 
you start doing the math in your head. Math is very mm -hmm. important. And you start doing the math in the head and you, and you see that the owner who's, who's subbing you out is making a thousand dollars a day and you're making $500 a day. You could be making that thousand dollars. And so he was doing the contract climbing, but as good as he is in the tree, he's, not as good with marketing and with administrative work and <laughs> with uh, keeping keeping scheduling uh, square, like keeping everything organized. And I'm very good at that. So, so he he asked me, you know, like I think that you could be really good at this. And and it was scary to leave my nine to five job with the benefits and the consistency but I had a really bad manager at the time and that manager's loss was my gain because I love this this is great I get to, to set my own schedule do what I want to do and I'm making money like way more than I was working a nine-to-five yeah and I think that's important what you hit on there like you you have a bad manager. I can still relate to that back when I was in the corporate world too, back 15, 20 years ago, you know, because I was, I went through all of that as well, which a lot of people did. And a lot of people can relate to that story. And you're right. You are doing the subcontracting work and you're getting a 1099. So it may as well be going into a company entity, right? Yeah. And then just from yeah. there, just kind of keep expanding, either doing more contract climbing or just start marketing and doing your own jobs with residential commercial. So you guys kind of went down that road and did that. And then, um, just kind of started growing it from there. And so it, right. that's what a lot of people think about. They're like, well, we're, we're already doing this. We're already kind of out on our own. Yeah. And, and you start thinking like, where am I headed with my job? Where is this going to go in the long run? You know, when, when you start your business, you kind of know you're in control of that destiny. So that's what a lot of people have that same conversation. So it's, it's similar, right? So you guys did that, you started it and it was kind of probably a little bit shaky at first, right? So maybe some sleepless nights at first, but you got through it and uh, it gets more consistent as you keep going, right? Right. And then like you were saying, where you can, you get more equipment. So he already had the, the climbing saddle and the ropes. And then once we went off on our own, then it was like, okay, we got to because it was two people, we could take out more loans and we could get more equipment with the financing. And that helped us to get the truck and the trailer and the, you know, the dump trailer. It just started snowballing because now you have, you have more credit as, as two people. Well, and you see too, as you're growing and as you're getting more busy and getting more jobs and you have work lined up, this equipment makes your life a million times easier. The more of it you have, right? <laughs> so you're like, well, we got, we got to get these things into place. And so that's, that's what a lot of people's journey starts out as, as well. And so that's good. So, so you started getting going and, and so like, let, take us through today. Like what is, or who is kind of you guys most like target type customers at residential? Is it commercial? Is it a little mix of both? So our ideal customer is a homeowner or property owner that wants a small to medium sized prune job. That's where we see our, our most profit is when we do prune jobs. Something where it's more technical because we don't have a bucket truck, but we do have the skills and expertise to reach 
trees that might be in a backyard, they might be over a house or over a shed, and it requires rope access. Not areas in so we have to and if we can haul the we see margin call in a grapple to take the free away. So that's the deal customer. Someone property owner for a small job that we can can help them. Good. Yeah, I think we're having a little bit of technical difficulty there with the internet. It's starting to kind of chop up just a hair there, but it looks like it's back. Okay. Now. Are you there? Yeah, let me just, good. I'll close this over here. Yeah, um, no problem. Yeah, so that's so that's good. So that's the trimming and pruning, technical pruning is more of you guys' kind of wheelhouse. That's the most profitable, probably the most quick. That's the most profitable. It, it is the most profitable? Yes. Good. So it's kind of more of like an in and out, right? You can do two or three of these a day probably or more. Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. Some people, it's it's really um, interesting in this industry. A lot of companies specialize in tree removal. Like we've got clients that don't want to do any trimming and pruning, or they'll do it once in a while, but they want to focus on tree removal. Other companies want to do tree removal and land clearing. Other companies want to do tree trimming and pruning. Some of them want to do plant health care. Uh, so it's kind of a mixed bag all around of what the company wants to specialize in and do. So that's interesting. So you guys are doing the trimming and pruning, which I think is great because you're not just you know, cutting down trees uh, all the time. You're, you're saving yeah. them, you're making them look prettier for the yard, for the property and all that stuff too. So that's kind of, you. that sounds like you guys is kind of specialty. Yeah, and it, it's also repeat business for us because the tree's going to continue to grow. And if we keep the tree there, then we can come back to it and we can come back in three to five years and do maybe another prune job for this customer. So we have like an invested interest in keeping the trees. Good point. Yeah, that's a good point. It's repeat business. And then down the road, who knows, maybe you get into some like tree fertilization, tree healthcare type stuff uh, that kind right. of complements that as well. Right. So in the laboratory, I am a chemist. So I was testing uh, excess nutrients in waterways. I want to get into fertilization injections, micro and macro injections. And that's, that's a goal. Right. That's a goal that we're working towards. Well, I think that's an important topic to talk about just real briefly. I think that moving forward uh, in the country, in the world, everything else, it's going to be more of a, you know, green, more, more type, type, type atmosphere. Like people want to save trees. People want to have healthy trees and things like that instead of just removing them. Because as we know, trees keep like the earth cooler, right? If yeah. you have more trees. Yeah. And so trees are cool. Yeah, they're cool. And so if, if you're removing them all, then it's going to get warmer and warmer as it's already doing um, with everything else. So I think there's going to be a more conscious effort, which is cool that your name is Arbor Conscious Tree Service. There's going to be a more conscious effort to save trees, to make them healthy, to keep them, you know, to make them, you know, prune them up to proper ways and different things like that. So I think that's going to be a big thing moving forward is the plant health care, trimming and pruning and just saving trees in general. That That is what I am betting on. Exactly. Well, awesome. But that's really just an educational process, right? It's like going through the procedures to get there. And I know, uh, so we're going to be at the TCIA Expo coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Are you guys going to be there? Uh, it, is that the one in Florida? It's in Charlotte. This one is. It's their, oh, it's their in annual Charlotte. expo. Um, okay. But anyway, those the, that organization, that association, TCIA, is a good one to be a part of because they have all these trainings and stuff about that type of service. 
So it may be a good, a good resource for you guys too, as you keep moving forward and growing your business. Totally. Yeah. So we're, we'll be up there. So I just wanted to put that little nugget, drop it in. If you're watching this on YouTube or the podcast, we'll be there. We have a booth. I can't remember the booth number, but we will be there. Um, what, what are you guys doing maybe now that, um, so your unique sales proposition is basically, you know, we we're Arbor conscious. We want to save trees. We want to, you know, we do technical pruning and trimming. Do you have kind of a unique sales proposition or a unique selling proposition on that? So to summarize what you just said, we have a mission statement. So our mission is to provide exceptional customer service and mindful management of the urban forests through science-driven modern forestry. So that guides us on our mission and where we're going. Right now, we use, can you repeat the question one more time? Yeah, like a unique sales proposition. Like, I think your mission statement is unique, so that's perfect. Do you have anything yeah. that's like? So we have a high level of professionalism and we have a more advanced skill set. We are one of the few companies here in Gainesville that utilizes SRT climbing that I know of. And we use low impact rope access. So our company mindset is geared towards tree preservation rather than mm -hmm. removal and having a minimal impact. For, for us, our customers, they value trees and they want to save their trees and they want to do like minimal harm. And that is our, that's our niche. That's what we're going for. Perfect. No, tree preservation. I think that's great. That's an awesome um, slogan tagline, tree preservation, low impact, um, you know, saving the trees, making them a better, a better thing. You, you got our tagline. Our tagline is uh, support your local canopy. Cool. Okay. Awesome. That's good. Cause I mean, it differentiates you from other companies too, just by having different ways that you promote your business. Cause every company has got its own little personality, right? So that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what type of maybe, so now that you've got your sales proposition and your, your message kind of, what type of marketing are you guys doing? If any, like, are you guys, how are you guys pushing yourself out there to the local community? Right. Yeah. So we do uh, online advertising. We have Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, we also have uniforms that all Perfect. the guys are wearing. Good. We do yard signs and our trucks are, our truck and trailer is it's, it's not wrapped, but it's vinyl, it's vinyl mm -hmm. stickers. Uh, and that's both our company trucks and my husband and I have our personal trucks have, have those stickers. Uh, we have gotten referrals and word of mouth. Like I'm always talking about trees. I'm that I'm that woman at the party. Like, do you want to talk about Marco Rizzo Network? Right, like, good. like yeah. let's talk about trees. Uh, and also just telling my friends and coworkers and family members around here, like everybody's got a tree. Right. Also, business cards in community centers have been really good uh, just putting up a business card on a cork board at bars restaurants coffee shops libraries anywhere i can put them up i'm putting them up and a lot of customers are they're almost like proud that they found a it's like an easter egg hunt that they found a business card at a local shop and then they called us and we came and we were a great company <laughs> so that's been an interesting uh marketing like huh, i didn't think that that would work but it did yeah that's so you're doing the five foot rule anybody within five feet gets told about arbor conscious tree service that's perfect <laughs> yeah, that's what you have to definitely. do and then the business cards at local community shops and coffee shops and restaurants so this is just tips for people that are watching and listening to this later too it's like you got to just do all this stuff especially when you first get started 
it's all of these lower cost things that take a little bit of time and labor and effort to do, but they pay off. And if you keep doing that while you're adding your paid marketing channels down the road, all of that will just keep compiling and that momentum will keep building about your business. So the signs are perfect. They take a little bit of effort. We Everybody understands putting out signs. We used to put out a lot of signs for a real estate investing business that my mom and I have. So we buy houses signs, right? So you go put those out all the major street corners and you get some calls, right? If you put the signs out, yeah. you get calls, you, you bought some houses. Now it's the same thing with tree service. You put the signs out, you're going to get some calls about some tree service estimates, right? Hey, I saw your sign. And, and especially too, if you're putting them in neighborhoods that you're already doing work in, it's kind of a testimonial already because it's like that homeowner decided that they wanted to use your service. So you put your sign in the yard. It's kind of like, hey, this homeowner is using our service. Give us a call. We'll come out and give you an estimate. Um, direct mail works great and targeted zip codes, different things like that as you kind of ramp up are going to help just kind of brand you in your community. So, but I like the fact that you're doing the boots on the ground stuff. That's the stuff that's super important when people get started. And a lot of people just think there's like one size fits all. Hey, I just want to go and blow some money on marketing, right? But Really, the best way to do it is just to kind of inch your way up, keep going up smartly and just, you know, slowly keep integrating a few other you know channels as you keep growing and have the revenue for it and the budget for it. Right. But putting the business cards out, telling everybody within five feet, um, you know, going to network events, putting signs out, putting the signs on your trucks, which that's perfect. If you don't wrap them, at least you have like your contact information on the truck. Um, so that's great. So that's the marketing yeah. side of it. And that's, that's helping you guys stay pretty busy, right? With it, with a it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, it keeps us busy and I agree with you a hundred percent. The boots on the ground, inter face-to-face -face interactions is really important. Really important. You, you gotta be proud of what you're doing and talk about it all the time. And yeah, uh, yeah it is. It's for us. We're, we're busy enough. We're busy enough. We can always be a little bit more busy, but right. we're busy enough. Yeah. A lot of people tell us, they're like, well, hey, hey, Wes, we want to be booked out two months. We're a little bit nervous. We're only booked out six uh, weeks right now. I'm like, uh, well, too much. Yeah. That's so that's, but then at that point, you've got to start turning a lot of people down, right? You know, right. Some people don't want to wait two months, but I mean, your, your major customers will, but you know, your, your repeat customers usually will and things like that. So that's awesome. Um, now, as far as reviews go online, we so this is like a big thing that we always talk about because it really helps every company online. The more reviews you get and all that stuff. Do you guys have any kind of like tricks or incentives or anything like that to get more customer reviews? No, no. You don't I, have to. I mean, it's just I a question. Ask, I asked them. Um, let's see. That was another question. No, not really. The, when we send out an invoice or a receipt, I do include it in the email. You know, this is a link to mm -hmm. our Google, our website and our Google are uh, together. Google right? business like listing our, or Google business yeah, profile. They changed yeah. the name of it recently. So yeah. So, so I send them that link and ask them, you know, here's your invoice. If you would like to leave, leave us a review, you are more than welcome to, but we don't offer any incentive for reviews. Not at this time. Um, the, I mean, asking directly has been the most, the most, yeah, it's not profitable, but the, the work's the best. Works it, the it best. does. And so that that's the thing. Like if you ask people, most people, if you gave them great service, they will do it. or they'll yeah, agree yeah. whether they actually finish it you know, and post it is another question. But they'll at least say, yeah, of course, we'll give you a review. Um, but that's what I always tell people just, you know, after every job, hey, it, would you guys mind giving us a review on Google? It helps our business so much online. We'd be so appreciative if you could do that. And then you just send them a short link you know, via text or email, or like you said, with your yeah. invoices. 
um, and they'll click on it because there's a little short link inside your Google business profile that you can get to get more reviews. So that's oh, okay. Sometimes people are sending out that big, long, you know, search link off the, the search page. But yeah, you, that's what I've been doing. I didn't know that there was a short one. Yeah. So if you go inside your Google business profile, there's okay. a little area that says reviews and it says, uh, send this out to get more reviews and it shortens it up. It's like a little small link. Um, and it Lovely. just, makes, okay. you know, cause a lot of people go, yeah, I'll leave you a review. And then they go, I couldn't find it online. I couldn't find your business. Yeah. I couldn't know how to do it. So this takes away all that guesswork, you know? Um, but it really helps. So if you ever decide to set up like your Google local service ads with the Google guaranteed ones, okay. the reviews really help tremendously okay. in that department and with the Google maps and all that stuff. So those are just, just some tips and stuff that we always go through because it makes such a big impact on everything. Yeah. Else. Um, are you guys using like, so you said you mentioned you're using like Facebook and stuff like that. What are you guys doing there? Posting? Right. Are you running ads or how are you doing that? So we run ads on Facebook. Uh, now that Meta has taken over Facebook, it's not as easy as it used to be. It's not. Um, Agreed. It's a sore spot in our agency right now. Not as yeah. good. As yeah. Meta is not as good. If Meta is listening right now, let them know. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Yeah, it's, it's but, so once it changed over, it's gotten a little bit more difficult. Um, but we do, we run ads on Facebook and then we have a Facebook profile for the company. Uh, for other social media, I have profiles uh, for Arbor Conscious on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. It's free. It's free advertisement. Like sure. social media is, it's media. So I have accounts on all those and I post, I have from 11 to noon is my social media hour every day. Great. <laughs> so Good for you. For one hour a day, Monday through Friday, weekends don't count. One hour a day, I post a picture or just a quote or something about trees and being arbor conscious and trying to get up there in the, the social media feed so that when people search us, the more we're on the internet, mm -hmm. the higher up in the search will we'll show up. So yeah, it's free and it's kind of fun. Yeah, no, and that's that's a very good point is that social media is free. So if you don't run ads, it is free to post on social media. Now, Facebook a few years back, it's incredibly disappointing they did this, but people that like your page, if you post only like three to 5% of people are going to see the post in the newsfeed. It's really crazy. What they want you to do is run ads, of course, and pay for people to see it. So ah. You can boost um, what I would recommend doing if, you know, just with a smaller budget, you could basically boost any post that you post. Like maybe you guys are out doing some tree trimming and you take three photos. You can yeah. boost that post and then just, you know, have them go to your messenger if they want, if people click on it and want to go okay. something like that. Uh, but you could put a small budget on there, 50 bucks, you know, hundred bucks, whatever. And it'll run at 10 or 20 bucks a day until it runs out. Um, and that's just a good, a good little thing you can do because when you do boost the post, people in the local community see it. People that have already liked your Facebook page see it. People that have maybe been on your website recently see it. So it just kind of helps. It's, it's not an ad per se, like in the Facebook business manager running an ad, but it's more of just boosting the post where people see it. Um, and right. It's pretty minimal right. budget you can put in there, right? And it okay. also goes through to your Instagram, um, which is pretty cool. 
So if you have Instagram too, it just really, really helps. And, and those pictures and all that stuff give people kind of that idea. Okay. They're trimming trees, they're pruning trees and they see it. They go, you know what? I do have a tree that I kind of want to get trimmed or, or pruned. So let me go ahead and message this, this business page right here that I'm seeing in my newsfeed. So it'll help, you know, and <clears throat> used to, you know, 50 to 80% of anybody that's liked your Facebook page would see the posts, but they pretty much eliminated that. I don't know why I, I know why it's because they want to run everybody to go do ads instead of just yeah. organic. Right. So um, but that's good. So you're doing social media. That's awesome. That's a free way to just kind of get the word out, tell everybody what you do. Um, are you guys doing any kind of follow-up marketing, maybe on your current client base or are you building like an email database? Not right now. <laughs> so we're a little too young to be following up uh, with people. Cause like I was saying on that three to five year pruning schedule. So mm -hmm. we haven't been around for three years. So I don't think the trees are ready to be pruned again. Uh, I do have, I have an, a plan to send out Christmas cards or holiday cards to all of our customers. Great just idea. To, like, yeah. Give them a, a little reminder. And that's usually the slow season too, is, is the winter time. I've, yeah. So my, my plan is to send out Christmas cards to the, our customers of this year, but email marketing, I don't, I don't personally like getting email marketing. So I don't want to do that to someone else. Sure. What we always suggest too is, um, you know, your database and your list is kind of the, one of the components of your business. That's a big asset. Oh yeah. So if you're building your, your database up and you you get customers and you're sending out invoices or you're sending out estimates, it's good to do it through one of the electronic, uh, customer relationship manager tools, CRM tools. There's like, there's a bunch of them. There's like Arbo star, there's jobber. If you want the real basic version, there's, um, you know, Arbor Gold, single ops in the, in the tree care space. And what it does is it just helps centralize everything into one database for your company. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like you can see your history on that customer, um, but you're building up this database and this email list and this, this customer list. And it's really good because later on down the road, if you do decide to do, like you're talking about mailing stuff or emailing, maybe a monthly newsletter that just educates them on proper tree pruning techniques and things like that. Genius. That's the best way to do it. Cause you're kind of, not soliciting them, but you're, you're kind of educating them. And oh, by the way, they're going to call if they need some help anyway. So, you know what I'm saying? You're not asking them for their business. You're just saying, Hey, this is the way to technically print a tree, or you can have different tips and stuff. So a good blog article on your website can double as a monthly newsletter. Um, and so that really, really helps too. And so we just kind of recommend building that database, you know, from the start, because you may already have several hundred that you've done jobs for, um, that's a good start, right? We have clients with 12, yeah. 15,000, you know, in their email database, right? Of customers just over the five, 10 year period that's, they've been doing work. That's worth a lot of money. That's, it is because you're kind of building a fence around your customer base essentially. Um, and so that really helps too. So, but you guys are on the right track and, and already growing and doing good and getting referrals and doing the marketing and doing all of that stuff. So let's talk about maybe down in the future. Like what have you guys discussed, like where you want to go and, and maybe kind of what the next steps are. are you guys looking to add another crew maybe, or just, just kind of stay where you're at now and kind of just keep getting busier and busier and then maybe look at that down the road or how does that look? I'm just looking over Tim and I went over the questions and I wanted to see yeah. if, he had, if he had any insight on this. Yeah, no problem. So we talked about, uh, doing market research and we would need to do more market research on what our uh, area can support. Right now, our 
we're thinking about a month to three months down the road. Mm -hmm. uh, we have those ethereal goals, those, those big like retire on a beach goals of being, we plan on building this company up, getting a good reputation and then selling it for a profit and then using that profit to buy property or land and, those are our ethereal goals. Those are our, our 10 year, 15 year goals. For now, we're working towards getting a skid steer, <laughs> like getting awesome. tangible, no, getting more, more tangible assets because those assets really like build the value of our company. And so that's, that's our goals right now are, are building up our credit, building up our assets and, and reaching and researching our market and seeing like what, what can be supported Right now, it seems like where we're going with the, the pruning and trimming is better supported in our community than tree removals. Because Gainesville, just like Georgia or Atlanta, I know you're not in Atlanta, but it's a, it's a tree city. Mm -hmm. Gainesville is also a tree city. And there's been a lot of pushback on development because they recently changed rules that they don't have to save as many trees. And so what I've heard from the public is that we want to save our trees. We want to save more trees. We want, we want to protect our canopy. And that's why we're taking this marketing approach of, you know, support your local canopy. We we're here to support you. We don't want to be like the developers and take away your, your Oak tree, but it is leading towards your house. So maybe yeah. we could, maybe we could do something. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that, that's, those are our, our goals. So we're thinking about the future, but it's more of like short term right now. Oh yeah. No, any business. And, and that's perfect. Perfect response. I mean, it's like, it's any business, like you're trying to you know survive and keep growing and bring in revenue for your business next week, this week, next month, a couple months from now, uh, and then getting the equipment kind of having that process in place to do it. And, and that's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. Short-term goals versus long-term goals. And I like that. If you guys do end up selling it for a profit, you're not that far away from the beach. You get a lot to pick from down there. So that's good. Yeah. You can go east or yeah. west uh, where you're yeah. at in New York State. You can, get, you can buy a pretty large chunk of property for a reasonable price down here. Not, Absolutely. Not like in, in Anchorage, it's really expensive. Oh, yeah. And, and who knows? I mean, maybe you grow the business and you're able to hire general manager, operations manager, and they can run it for you. Yeah. You know, that's another, yeah. that's another thing that, that we see a lot with, with larger tree companies too. So, cause we've got clients that are starting out. Well, most of, most of the time, not starting out, but you know, established clients, we have some doing a million in revenue, 5 million in revenue. And that's kind of what they did. That was their journey, right? They moved up, they kept adding crews. They kept growing sequentially, you know, year after year. Um, and every five years, it's a big leap forward, but every year it might be, you know, growing 20 or 30% type thing adding the crew whenever it's feasible and you've got enough work. I, I think the the main thing is, is as you see yourself keep getting booked out two months, three months in advance, then it might be time to maybe think about another crew or maybe doing something, right. you know, that you can kind of put into place that would help alleviate that backlog. And then from there, once you get another crew, then you got to look at marketing because you want to make sure that everybody stays busy as you keep bringing them on. But that's perfect. I mean, you guys are doing the right things. You're, you're hustling, which is really the main component of starting a business is just hustling in the beginning, right? Hustling, yeah. Getting the word out there, all the things you mentioned before with the marketing. And, and I think you're right. I think that's going to resonate better over the, the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years and, and beyond is saving trees 
being conscious of trees, um, you know, tree preservation, all those things, plant healthcare, tree healthcare, all those things to keep them healthy and to keep them around. So they don't, they don't die off or fall off or get all removed. Right. So um, yeah, the development thing's a sore spot in a lot of communities. There's no doubt about that. Well, let's go to wrap things up a little bit. This has been great. Thanks so much for sharing what you guys have been up to. To wrap it up, like what would you say to the owner of a tree, maybe not even a tree service business yet? Maybe he's still working or she is still working at a company, right? And they're thinking about stepping out and starting their own business. Like maybe what would you say to those people? Like, you know, what, what kind of courage you tell them to have and just, just kind of move forward with it and do it? What would you tell those people? Well, I, that's kind of like, it's both the last two questions that you have on your, on your list and your agenda. So mm -hmm. to start, I would say, do your homework, just check out the, do some market researching, do some market research and talk to other tree services in your area. Start, start asking questions, start looking around, see what's going on. And if you're if you're new to tree care, start look at the ISA website. It's and the TCIA website. They're full of great information about trees and tree care. And that's also where I get the influence that we're moving more towards tree preservation because those larger organizations are also like really pushing tree preservation and they're becoming more talked about. I mean, you have ISA member right behind your head. Mm -hmm. Like the, it's, it's becoming more recognizable too. So that's what I would, I would tell someone. Um, and then make sure that you have the, make sure that you have the, the money or the support or the credit to make that leap. Like talk to your financial advisor. If you have one, check your bank accounts, always know where your money is and, and how, where it's going. And then uh, you also asked, like, do you have any nuggets of wisdom? Mm -hmm. And this is my nugget. Uh, reach out and contact your local city or county arborist and foster a relationship, a professional relationship with them right away. When in doubt, get a permit because you do not want to be in debt for a fine for a tree that shouldn't have been removed in the first place. With tree removals especially, this is one situation where it's much better to ask permission than to ask for forgiveness. Great tip. <clears throat> so get in touch with your local county or city arborist and just make sure you're doing things on the up and up and doing things the right way. So that's a great tip. Yeah. The, all these things, when you start your business, you've got to think it through a little bit, right. Before just launching it out there. And so, um, well, thanks so much for sharing today about your company, Arbor Conscious Tree Service in Gainesville, yep. Florida. Arbor Conscious. Yeah, that's right. They'll be on the tip. So <laughs> we appreciate you joining us today. Thanks so much, everybody for listening. If you're listening to this on YouTube or the podcast after the fact, go ahead again, like and subscribe to our channel. Come up with all new uh, expert interviews right down the line and more uh, marketing topics as well. Uh, coming up very, very shortly. If you're going to TCIA Expo in November, the second week of November, we're going to have a booth there. Come and see me. We've got some free giveaways that we're going to give and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys there. Till next time, it's Wesley Smith with Tree Service Marketing Profits Podcast. We will talk to you next time. Thanks so much. Thanks, Angela. <laughs>